Well, good morning. Happy Labor Day from Ken Leslie. Ken did say happy Labor happy Day. Happy Labor Day from my friend Ken Leslie. We're here on Labor Day, oh, and nobody else is, and you're probably not at work either. I thought you were pointing to like a picture of Ken Leslie. I'm pointing to the camera I, because I, he's sitting I, right there in my I camera watching us. I don't have a picture of Ken in my, Les- in my Leslie. <laughs> in my I wish you did. <laughs> I, we love you, Ken as Leslie. do I. Hey, we've got so much to talk about. It's an exciting show. We had, we had a iTunes review this week that said, I love the show. I wish you would talk more about the actual sermons that you're doing on Sunday morning. And really? I thought, that's a great thing to talk about, but we can't today. Also, we both preached the exact same thing at we the exact same time the yesterday. same message. I preached three times, two, uh, two sermons and then a funeral. I preached once and did a fantasy football draft and took my kids to the movies. That's the same a, thing. It was a good day. It was a good day. Yesterday was Sunday. And this is the morning after. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. Well, hey, there's more of us now. There are more of us. So, ladies, uh, welcome Sorry, we don't have more microphones for you. But we'll sit nice and close. It got weirdly quiet. <laughs> it's because Very we talk quiet. way more than our wives do. We, Ladies, we do. why don't you say hi? Hello. Hello. If you've been listening or watching the show for a while, you've seen Melissa before. Yes. And this is this is my wife, Stephanie. And hi. she's here, live, here. on the show yes. with us. And all of our children are back in the children's ministry area of the church. With this, a babysitter. Don't worry, they're not by themselves. And I suggested <laughs> that we use the fact that it's a smart TV to let the kids watch the show, and the kids wanted none of that. They they no. weren't very interested. But we thought it would be a fun opportunity since we've got the wives here for the first time ever. Yeah, this was actually a, a one of our most requested shows was to have our wives on. And so we thought, let's talk spouses in ministry. So, Go. This is it. This, this is it. Uh, also, Ken Leslie says he pointed at me because Aww. I did point at you. And Laura Britt says, I know her. So do I, Laura. So do I. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Biblically. Mm. No. I just embarrassed Stephanie in Sorry front of her that. mom. No, I can't get embarrassed in front of her anymore. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's jump right in, ladies. So between the two of you, we have 23 years of marriage. Almost every single minute of those 23 years of marriage have been to someone in full-time ministry. What is the best part? Go. He looks at you first. We spent a lot of time talking about the worst parts. We prepped this <laughs> last night. Um, <laughs> um, I would say, for me, the best part is the communities that you get um, when you're part of ministry. Um, and sometimes it takes a while for you to, you know, become a part of those communities. But um, because you're there, you have to, you mm-hmm. know, get to know those people and love those people. And God has really surprised me with um, those experiences. Like when we had to move out to Texas and I was not ready to because we were Florida people and all of a sudden we had to go. And it was hard to not be by family anymore, but I cherish those years in Texas and those people. Yes, 
I'd have to say, can a best part kind of be like a worst part too? Sure. Because <laughs> best I, and worst. it's it's a best and worst because it's the schedule. So mm-hmm. I love the schedule because Tim gets to be very um, active in parenting and he gets to be home a lot. But he's also gone a ton. Does that make sense? So when mm-hmm. he's home, he's like super dad, and I don't have to do much. And then there's those times where he's not home and he's gone and on retreats. With for, for the sake Andrew. of our marriage, let's not compare and contrast because <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been accused of being super dad, especially at home. I regularly not tell at Melissa, home. <laughs> I'm a way better father out of the house than I am in the house. Like, let's take him and go to Disney for the day or let's go to a ball game. Yes. Because but this is why Andrew and yeah. I work so well together. Yes. We're not the same we human. We are not yes. the same yes. human. Yes. And this is why you took our kids, three of our four, to see Harry Potter yesterday by because yourself. Because it was so. in the theater for one day. <laughs> How do you not go? Yes. Yeah. So, All right. So nice. we said that's the the best part. The best, the highlight. What is just the, if someone is dating a senior in Bible college, about to get engaged, and they're going to be a, a ministry spouse for forever, and they say to you, what is the one thing you wish you could change? You would answer, what? Ooh, this is good. That. <laughs> Your wife should always be so much more important than Bible college. Well, I mean, but they're they're not married yet. This is yeah. they're in they're about to get engaged, and she's deciding if she's going to say yes okay. to this person. So not not the, like the semester. I'm saying ten. Future. Yeah, in the future, five, seven, ten years down the road, what is one thing that you wish you could change? didn't talk about this <laughs> this is what he did to me last time it's okay like all of a sudden I was like wait that question was different than what we discussed um I would say um for me I was and going back to that community um you know we have had to leave communities because God said okay it's time for you to go to another church and that has been that's always so hard for me because I love those people and all of a sudden you have to break away from those people. And mm-hmm. sometimes there are things going on behind closed doors that are not so good mm-hmm. and you cannot share. You can't, you know, you might be able to talk to a really close friend about it or your spouse, but then all of a sudden, like, there are things going on that aren't so great. And it's nothing, yeah. you know, nothing to, like, call the police about, but, like, just not great things that but are you don't getting... Want, you don't want to throw mud on the church. No, and so you kind of have to go through those changes and, and pray that things will work out and sometimes that also means that you have to go and it's just it's just sad to have to leave I'd say that it's important to remember you don't have to do everything like just because you're the wife of a pastor or youth pastor um, you aren't required to be everything like Mm -hmm. it's not your job like you might spend some time on staff but you're not required to Mm -hmm. um you might decide to have lots of children or none at all, and that's okay. It's okay to not have a million kids. We've all yes. chosen the lots of children route. Yes, yep. but yeah, it's but. also okay to not have a million children, mm-hmm. and and don't let the church put high standards on you. Mm-hmm. Like you need to set those yourself. Like, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have been at our current church for uh, eight and a half years now. It's the only church that our kids have ever known, which is really, really cool. But that also comes with some challenges, I would say. So what, what would you say are some of the challenges of being at one church? They have the, the privilege and the, you know, 
the difficulties of multiple churches. What, what, what are some of the pros and cons of being at the same church for an extended period of time? I'd have to say you, your church sees the best and worst of you. Like they have seen me from being a mother of one now a mother of five. So they saw me at my best and they've seen me at my worst. They've seen my kids at their best. They've seen my kids at their worst, which is good and bad. Um, but it's hard to, um, cause they're like, well, I remember when you, you did this with this kid and you used to take them to all these places. And I was like, yeah, that was back when there was two of them. That was now back when we could fit into a standard size vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's in, and you know, they, they see how active you are versus how you used to be. And you're constantly getting compared to your past self. And I, I think that's something that's hard because they've seen the change and it's not their life, but they're not comfortable with that change. Mm-hmm. And we've been kind of on the opposite spectrum of that. So we were, we met and fell in love. And then I came on staff right out of college at a church. Then after a few years, we moved to Texas for me to go to seminary and I interned at one church and then took a full-time position at another church in Texas and then moved back to Florida and after six years just came here to this church. So five churches in our 13 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so what what has that been like as a spouse but also as a parent? I, You know, when we were talking about this last night, um, you know, that's as a, you know, I kind of shared as a, as just a spouse, like that's just hard because those people are really close to you. But when we had to leave our last church, I my heart broke for my kids because that was the only church they pretty much knew. Landon was born in Texas, so we had like a little glimpse of our mm-hmm. last church. But in the long run, that really wasn't his, you know, mm-hmm. he, he really knew our last church and our children's person who loved them Ooh. so much Ooh, and them. it still does. Yeah. And um, just the friends, you know, because we went from a kids ministry that had – Lots of, of classes, mm, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, guys, we're gonna, you guys are gonna be the class, and, and some extra kids know, revitalizing a, a small church. Yeah. And so we went from each kid is in their own age specific yes. class to now we're yeah that yeah that's now our kids were fifty percent of the children's mm-hmm. ministry yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's hard for you to say. Okay, guys, you're not choosing to make this big change. We have, you know, like it's hard when you are telling the kids you have to go through this. It might not be what they want to do. I mean, they, I think they did fine. You know, it was hard for some of them, especially because we were going through so many Mm -hmm. changes at once and moving schools too, because we have tended to like wherever our church is, we tend to be in that community, whether or not we live right there. Mm -hmm. And so we were at the school by our last church and then we ended up moving schools when we moved churches. And so they had to go, we go through lots of changes at once and it's hard that way. Yeah, I like that idea of changes. So when Steph and I first got to Lakeview, uh, you were very involved. You were one of my small group leaders. You were always my key female leader on trips and whatnot. So how has that role changed over the years? Which it was awesome having you there all the time, but I think, you know, things changed a little bit. So now with five kids, it's pretty impossible to be at Wednesday nights and events and mm-hmm. um, uh, there's times we'll all, where I will walk into the student center now and I won't know any of the kids mm-hmm. like oh I remember you you were so and so's little sibling and mm-hmm. now they're in the youth group and it's like I don't know any of these kids I don't know who they are Tim will talk about people and I don't know who they are and I'm like tell me more about this person he's like oh yeah you, you know I'm like no I, I don't I don't know that kid so I'm definitely a lot less involved 
than I would like to be, but I'm also spending that time pouring into five children versus 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. we've been through that season as well. And then coming here to this church, it's been a, a different season as well because Melissa is now leading our children's ministry. And so she went from mm-hmm. volunteer when she could to now, if the kids are having a bad day, she's still running the children's ministry. Yes. Ooh, so we're, we're so still... wives on staff. Wives yeah. on, so both of our wives mm-hmm. have been on our mm-hmm. church staff at some point. Let's let's hit on that. And Stephanie, <laughs> was Tim your direct report when you were on staff? I mean... <laughs> no, it was not, Mary. No, it, not technically. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's touch on this topic of wives also on staff. So I'm not on staff anymore. I was. I was the nursery coordinator. And um, it gave me a new appreciation for what our actual children's ministry does and how she goes about scheduling people because scheduling people to volunteer is the worst. And it gave me, um, I don't know if it was a good thing for me. I don't think it was healthy because when I was on staff, I had to schedule people and I had to have people call me and give me all the explanations on why they can't do things. And no, I can't do this, but you should talk to this person. No, I can't do this. And so it, it, it really hardened my heart towards church members <laughs> and towards the church in general. And it was very hard for me because I, I, I dreaded coming to church on Sundays mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't want to be there again. It was just work. So church became less fellowship mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. and became more work. And oh, you're not going to believe what she told me. You know, yeah, and that was that day. was the tipping point for us. Steph came home and said, "Tim, I don't I don't want to be at church anymore as long as I'm on staff." So then that next staff meeting, I went to our staff and said, "This this isn't working." So we needed to make a shift because I actually want you to enjoy being at church. Mm-hmm. Well, and something that we had talked about last night when we had a FaceTime with the four of us, and I was talking about a church situation that Tim knew about, and Tim had told Stephanie about about someone in the church just saying something kind of snarky to me. And Melissa had no idea. And this was, it had been a year because you want your spouse to love the people that you're at church with. And the more you see behind the curtain, sometimes the harder it is Mm -hmm. to actually Mm -hmm. love people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Hey, uh, we want to get to more of these things. If you have any questions about being a ministry spouse or why they married us. Um, You can go ahead and throw those into the comments and we'll get to those. But our show doesn't just happen by itself. We've got some sponsors that make it all possible. So, uh, and yes, Austin, this is a lot deeper than it usually is. (laughs) Sorry. We'll get back to fart jokes next week. I promise. Maybe. Um, We want to thank the sponsors that make this show happen. So have a quick listen to what they're saying as well. The Morning After Ministry Show is brought to you by Dignity Memorial. The Dignity Memorial Network of more than 2,000 licensed providers is North America's largest and most trusted brand for your funeral, cremation, or cemetery needs. You can find out all that Dignity has to offer at DignityMemorial.com. Dignity Memorial. Life well celebrated. Peak Reach. You aren't invisible, and your brand shouldn't be either. Peak Reach offers social media management, for nonprofits and small businesses of any size. Give Central lets you accept electronic donations of all kinds any time of day. It is easy to use and saves time on accounting and data management. Give Central is designed specifically for nonprofit organizations 
and has the lowest processing fees available in the marketplace. Our show is a proud part of the Download Youth Ministry Podcast Network. Back. We are back. So, Melissa, being yes. a spouse and on staff, mm-hmm. and this is I mean, when we were engaged, you were on mm-hmm. staff, mm-hmm. and now this is your first time being back on a church staff in, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been 12 and a half years between stints. Mm-hmm. So what has that been like mm-hmm. for you, both coming on staff, but as the pastor's wife being on staff? Yeah, I don't try to think of it as like, I'm the pastor's wife, so I'm on staff. I don't. I definitely don't want to go there. Um, but the I interview just, process was not very difficult. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was like, hey, we need somebody, and you tend to volunteer in the kids' area, so <laughs> there you go. So I was like, okay. Um, I would say... Now I feel like I'm, um, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's, 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 it's a blessing. I like that I get to know what we're doing. Like I can talk to the kids what we talked about on Sunday because we had just talked about it. You know, I know what's going on. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, develop this kids ministry in a way that maybe eventually I can be just a church member, but mm. right now I'm helping, you know, like for me, I, I kind of, this is a very bad comparison, but part of me kind of felt like Moses, but I'm nothing like Moses. But I kind of felt like I'm same like beard. yeah, yeah, same beard. <laughs> but well, I'm saying like I'm just saying he's kind of up there. I don't. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying like remember thinking God really you want want me to do this, but um you know, but I know God has me here now. I don't know if that's like something I want to do for the rest of you know the next seven years. Year. Yeah, life. but um you know it's. And it is just challenging because, like, just trying to get to church on Sunday morning is difficult. And then it's not like you can say goodbye to the kids and go And for the record, sit. it's difficult because I am zero help on That's Sunday true. morning. Yeah. That's pretty None. most most of the time. And yeah. I'm assuming that Tim is also zero help on Sunday morning because you get to church really early on Sundays, yeah. right? Even when you're not preaching. But Sunday mornings, I'm basically a single mom. Yeah. yeah. And that's something yeah. that a lot of people don't realize no. is that mm. you are doing it all yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get all the kids packed up. You have to drop them off in class by yourselves. And it's, if we're lucky if we get to see Tim mm-hmm. like on his way to the service, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah. At our previous church. And it was, you know, kind of a bigger spread out campus. And we would say if one of the five of them is sick, they're all sick. Because just the way that the things were laid out with the, the different kids in different classes, it was nearly impossible to have a sick kid. No, yeah. And you so, couldn't. and now. <laughs> now it's I, like, please I, don't I, I, let anybody yeah, get sick yeah. because what am I going to do? And you now know? if a kid is sick, we're like, Maybe they'll be okay in my office by themselves on the iPad for an hour because, you know, but it's not like a lot of families can say, oh, well, dad stayed home with the one sick kid and mm-hmm. mom took the other mm-hmm. kids to church. Mm-hmm. It's you are you're yeah. a single parent yeah. on and, Sunday morning. And I remember my realization of being a single parent on a Sunday morning was after Liam, our second, was born. And I was trying to get both of them ready. And I was like, wait a minute. Now that there's two, you're still not helping me. You still have to leave. And I still have to make sure everybody gets to ch- like, wait a minute. You know, so, yeah, it's it does feel like being a single parent. And, and you know, when you go into ministry together, usually you're like, oh, yay, we're going to be a team. We're going to serve Jesus together. And then you have kids. And then a lot of times you feel like 
you're babysitting the kids while your husband goes to work. <laughs> you know, obviously you're not babysitting, but it feels like you feel like the babysitter. Yeah. You know, like it's hard to be more involved. Oh, sorry, no, Stephanie. I'm kicking Stephanie. Well, and I'm sure there so. are lots of spouses. Um, now, we're, our show is watched and listened to by people in ministry. So, mm-hmm. but there are lots of people that, you know, one parent or the other goes on extended business trips or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But DYM conference. I was going to say, but it's yes. kind of hard when our business trips are. Hey, we've got thirty kids at a water park for the next four days. Yeah. Or you know, or when we we're on a mission trip and it's it's super exciting and fulfilling and we come back just like so excited and my wife is like, Yeah, and the baby flushed a washcloth down the toilet while you were gone, so we need to get that fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a different I think it's a different kind of being gone than most families have to deal with because yeah lots of moms and dads travel right but it's also it's not a nine to five no it's it's ministry is not nine to five so we don't we don't have our set people like well could you do every thursday for something i'm like i don't know like next thursday is probably going to look different than last thursday it just depends on when the next elder meeting is or when Mm -hmm. that next phone call is going to come in from a parent or got a phone call three nights ago from someone i didn't even know and his wife had just passed away and they want me to do the funeral so like that's just one of those things like can you do my wife's funeral and then yeah mm-hmm. i'm a pastor so yes i can do your wife's funeral like yes this. and that means that my wife is now on her own for lunch right with mm-hmm. five kids in your situation yeah and hey it's been a fun sunday already and now yeah right right so we haven't really touched on the scheduling conflicts so how do the how do the larsons handle the busy schedule. What do you guys do to stay on track and to uh, I don't know stay connected even through the the busyness of everything? I feel like you guys are better <laughs> at that than we, than we are. We've but. been fortunate enough, you know. To it's I think we realize that everything comes in seasons, mm-hmm. and so there are some seasons where it's going to suck, and mm-hmm. it's just plain and simple. And you and there's there's no way to take the suck out of it because you know there are seasons where it's going to be back-to-back weekends. Yes, Justin, this is live right now. <laughs> and uh, and there's no way there's no way to take anything out of... There's no way to get away from that. But then there are other seasons where we can say, hey, um, we're going to run away and go to Disney, and mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, take the kids out of school at noon. And now, in, in my current role as the lead pastor, it's a whole lot easier to say, no, I'm going to go take care of you know something in the family that needs to be taken care of than it was for me a year and a half two years ago um in the busyness of what that season was but i think always realizing that there there are seasons for everything and you know you try to make up time wherever you can Mm -hmm. but you we also are good at realizing that not everything lasts for forever and that means that the weeks that we get to go to disney three times in a week that doesn't last for forever either Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And we have, I mean, like I try to like schedule, you know, there are times that seems like there's a meeting or, you know, like there's just more. And then we try to take those breaks. And then we kind of learned that we sometimes just have to do day night at home. <laughs> you know, like if we get, are you, are you going we, to? We started a trend called take out, make out. That, it was his phrase. It's, yeah, I like that. And, that was his phrase. Tijuana flats. T flats every Tuesday. That Now that's just T flats Tuesday. But yeah. um yeah but, with the Rays game yeah. a lot so that's not a date. Yeah, that's that's not a date mm-hmm. night. But we started you know back when there was still such a thing as Blockbuster when we realized that you know coming home at 10 o'clock meant getting a babysitter was going to be difficult 
and so we would schedule date nights after the kids were in bed and it would you know I'd pick out out back on the way home from a youth group activity and and do a date night later at night mm-hmm. and you know try to find creative ways around things that's good. Steph, why don't you, why don't Anthony you talk Taylor, about it? Yeah, that's you a just, good day night. Say, you just that's a good answered. day night at home. And if you hashtag takeout makeout, yeah. you're guaranteed to get some weird likes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> why don't you tell them how we kind of handle our scheduling conflicts, our intricate calendar system. We, we do have one. Yes. Our calendar is amazing because iPhones are great. Um, and... Tim can't put anything into our calendar without me hitting the approve button. Like, so I enter something in my calendar, and it then pops up on Stephanie's phone, and she has to approve that before it actually goes into our calendar. But it works both ways. So it's not just me doing it. He also has to approve the things I put in. And I think it's great because our calendars stay synced, and then I transfer that onto a big calendar in our house that all the kids can see so they know what's going on. They're never curious about... You know, what, what? why isn't Daddy home again tonight? Well, check the calendar. This is why. You know, he's got decrease tonight or he's got an elder meeting. Um, so it's very helpful and we get, you know, our, our, we know what we're doing. Um, but as for, like, trying to plan, like, girls' nights for me to get away, it's hard because it's always like, well, what are you going to – are you free on Friday? I'm like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I, I sit, My calendar says I'm free now, but if Tim gets a call in the middle of the night that someone's in the hospital Still and he has to be somewhere, um, it's different. So being a pastor's – you know, be, have, being married to someone on ministry is just hard because you never know. So I could plan something, and then something else could take precedence over that. But I think so. you're, you're – organizational skills help tremendously in our house. Like it's a, I'm not that organized and you are. So when you transfer all of our digital calendar onto the physical calendar for the kids to see, like I saw them this morning going, checking the calendar, seeing what was happening today. They said, Oh, we're, you guys are going to be on uh, daddy and Mr. Andrew's show that I'm like, yep, that's right. And like, and we start school tomorrow. It's so like, everything is there for them to see and for us to keep track. See, I don't think we are, I, I know for a fact we are not that organized. <laughs> um, but one of the greatest gifts is that Melissa is incredibly flexible, and I think the kids have picked up on that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe that's just me being a bit of a jerk. I don't know, but um, but I feel like she does the okay, and and she has the flexibility that I don't know where it comes from when it comes to certain things, and that's kind of our kids know that they need to be bendy. They need to be flexible on mm-hmm. stuff. And if mommy and daddy have promised that something is going to happen, it's going to happen. But having a set time of, oh, this is happening right here and right now. Yeah, that might that yeah. might, might right. not be the case. Well, we do our right. best. It doesn't, yes. you know, it just, just because it's on there doesn't mean yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. I've learned to be very flexible with his schedule. And there are seasons where yeah, yeah, I can do anything at a moment's notice, and that's fine. Our kids love it, and they're used to it. But then there's times where I'm like, I, I can't do this. You need to give me at least a two-day, mm-hmm. you know, I just get tired. I get burned yeah. out, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no more flexibility. Like, I'm done with that for now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and I like Andrew's point of coming in seasons. Like, we, we went through a busy ministry season right at the beginning of summer, and I told Steph, it's coming. We're going to have a chance to unwind as a family. And then we had our, our awesome August trips back-to-back. Mm-hmm. We had some great me and you time, then we had some great family time. So I think ministry life does happen in seasons, and there will be those seasons where it's crazy for yeah. an extended period and of time. I think the communication of when the season starts, when the season ends, helps. 
Right. Justin Herman, um, ladies, he wants to know, he's so curious about this, uh, what, are, what are your favorite football teams, and do you hold any shame for the teams that you like? Um, I am a proud Jaguar um, fan, and I hold no shame because Jaguars are amazing, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, who would ask a question like that? They've never lost a Super Bowl. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, we did not grow up watching football in my family. It was so. wonderful when we started dating. I essentially yeah. got two votes on election day because mm-hmm. there was nothing to do there. My wife became an Ohio State fan before she ever went to the state of Ohio. And yeah, which now with the situation, yeah. uh, we're not we're not Urban Meyer fans. We're Buckeye yeah, fans. There you go. Uh, uh. And and she's grown up in Tampa Bay her whole life, and so. The Tampa Bay sports teams just make sense. Yes. It does. So. Justin, I, I heard um, that your Bills Mafia finally announced their starting quarterback today. I'm so glad you guys went ahead and decided to draft in the top five next year. So <laughs> good, good for you. Also, uh, we'll see you in 20 years when you guys make the playoffs again. Love you guys. <laughs> that was just a – I think yeah. me and Justin, we, we love each other. We go way back. There's a teams that don't win Super Bowls fighting with yep. each other. Yep. Unlike us Buccaneers that are 1-0 in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And our quarterback Proud of you. gropes Uber drivers. Oh, so no. what up, Jameis? <laughs> it's, uh, it's 11.34, so if there's any last-second thoughts you guys have or any last-second questions, um, I know we uh, have a few people asking. Oh, Derry wants to know if he can hire Stephanie for a family photo shoot at Disney. Steph? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for free. <laughs> Derry, we just want to hang out with you guys at Disney again. Yes. Please come back. That was Florida. fun. I love you and your wife. I really love your wife and your family. So, Or you guys could just have an extension satellite campus in Central Florida. Amish Church in Indiana, Central Florida. We've got Amish people in Central Florida. How do we start a Disney church? I don't know. But I want, I want I to start it. doing, like, gorilla weddings around Disney. Like, whenever you see a cutesy little photo area and think... Why would you pay eleven thousand dollars for the Disney wedding package when you could hit me up on Craigslist That's and true. I'll come and do idea. your wedding for seventy bucks, I'll sign and you know, I just I wanna start Disney religious services. Mm-hmm. There's some excellent. really pretty places at the Morocco Pavilion. I, that's, we've been there and, yeah. for weddings just to throw that Janelle out. Janelle Prinkard says yes, we will come back. Earl wants to know how to be a guest on the show. Well you Ooh. have to marry one of us, so Earl, we could have Earl on. I would love to have Earl on. Yes. That would be awesome. Except then my wife would want to be here that day as well. That's true. So there, sorry, the comments are pouring in. We're we're trying to we're trying to keep up everything. Micah wants to know when the show's gonna be in Canada. Micah, when you pay for us, when you get us a sponsor in Canada, we will come up and do a Canadian morning after ministry show. A. A. Well, ladies, anything else we we need to add? Mm, I yeah. I don't know. There's nothing else that you have to share with Final us. nuggets for all of ministry land? Of thousands and dozens of, of ministry wives and husbands watching saying, what is it like? There's nothing else you would like to share? <laughs> Why is there looking at me? <laughs> I, know, I know one thing I was talking to Andrew about was I was curious, but there probably isn't time for comments, but I was curious like how – if the spouses that are watching or the spouses of the spouse, like if they have communities of other spouses in ministry that they connect with just to kind of feel like they're not, you know, they're not alone. They can, because Stephanie and I and then um, Mara, one of our 
for, I keep kicking you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we kind of have like a little bit of ministry wives things going going on and we'll text each other or whatever. Usually it's when all of our husbands are out of town and Mm -hmm. we're asking if we're just surviving. Um, But I was just, you know, I've always thought like, wouldn't it be nice if there was a community of ministry spouses, you know? So Well, and ministry is lonely. Mm -hmm. And I've said for years, anyone that asked that, you know, when Tim and I became buddies, it was such a freeing thing because I had always been on staffs of three or four people in the student ministry and then I was by myself and when we became buddies and we were at the same stage of life it just clicked and now our wives are friends and our friend Tommy and his wife Mara and we have our little ministry frat parties as we call them when all of the families get together and without that ugh, Mm -hmm. I, I it would yeah, when I when I when I talk to um, buddies from around the country, I I speak of my ministry frat party and the community that we have right here with each other. I I, I would not have survived as long as I have at, at one church without having this outlet and these friends to lean back on. Uh, we've got some good questions coming in. We're running out of time. Okay, Justin, this is a legitimate question, ladies. This is a good one. So, this is this is this is debated in ministry land. This this goes this goes around. So, ladies, how do you wives feel about your husbands saying, "quote smoking hot wife" when referring to you in a lesson? Um. So I've seen this done, and I've heard it done. And why? While it may be flattering to your wife, um. I'm just thinking of all of the other pastor's wives who are like, oh, you know, it, I just think, I think it's gross, honestly. I don't, <laughs> because I'm just thinking like, it just puts such a standard on on wives. They're like, oh, if I don't look like his wife, who he's talking about being smoking hot, then, you know, wonder what people think of me. And I think it's distasteful. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. I don't think it's fair to all the other pastor's wives and I and while it may be flattering at the moment it's also embarrassing because it's like <laughs> now attractiveness is what everyone's focused on on you outside of anything else so that's just me are we talking about the show are we saying like no, when, like in, when when in, the, in a sermon I've like watched like you know mega church guys uh-huh. like oh yeah and my smoking hot wife yeah. and it's just like oh it is hard really? it is hard the comparison you know you don't it's like you're just you just want to be your own person and you don't want to have to worry about what other people think about you and so yeah to, to have to live to a, a standard or whatever I, what's great is when like because I'm not usually in worship and I'm in the back with the kids and then people start coming up to me and saying oh Andrew told this story about you and this story about you and I'm like yeah. first of all Which? look at me and look at her I mean Whatever. if I don't acknowledge it people are going to think that there's some money being exchanged no, so no 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 yeah. but it's just uh, I think that's one of the funny things is when your husband talks about you and your family and you're like which story are you talking about and what version <laughs> is it because usually it's a little you know it's a little bit more exciting than how it actually happened well it's uh it's 11:40 our kids have to get their haircuts because huh? we're normal human beings and our kids go to school and they're going back to school tomorrow our so, kids have been back for three weeks, but whatever. It's been so fun having our smoking hot wives on the show this morning. <laughs> well, it's and been awesome. It, it has been. We've got a lot of really fun stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So we've got some fun guests that are going to be on. We want you to make sure that you're watching, that you're listening. We would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or on Facebook. And also go check out all of our friends on the DYM Podcast Network. They're There's awesome. a whole lot of 
really good stuff coming out each and every week. So go check them out. Final ladies? thoughts, ladies. You always do this. It's like the I, third time. I, you could just You've say, you could just say goodbye. That's that works too. Okay, you said thoughts, not uh, okay. It could be yeah. like the, you didn't say say bye. It, it, yeah, it, it, it could be like the local ad episode of The Office where you know oh, yeah. we're all just waving. We're all just waving. We're all just waving. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>